welcome back to the Bring It Back podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Micah. And we wanna just have really authentic, unique conversations and try to tackle different topics that maybe you don't hear kind of navigated through the lens that we'll look at things through. We're gonna use the Bible as the lens and the foundation that builds our worldview and gives us kind of the answers to some of these questions that we're talking about. So thanks for joining and let's get into it. <laughs> What's going on, nice. guys? Nice. Welcome back, baby. Hey, welcome back to the Bringing It Back podcast. Bib. I thought about it this week. B-I-B. Welcome to the bib. The bib. Welcome back to the bib. <laughs> it's just a picture of both of us, and we have bibs? baby bibs on. Wow, that'd actually be incredible. And we're going to, you know, consume some of the word. Yeah. Wow, like done really well. That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> done really poorly? It's an idea. <laughs> it's, it's an idea. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, well, welcome back to the bib, guys. Well, uh... Nate, what's going on with you, brother? Dang, dude. How's life I, Life is good. It's been chilly, and I do like yeah. talking about the weather. Do you? I've realized last like, week that I said I don't like talking about the weather. I maybe. Uh, maybe I didn't say it on the podcast. But maybe you meant just, it in the pod. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, I felt myself f- getting frustrated at the fact that I bring it up in so many different yeah. parts of conversation. Oh, All small talk. Like yeah. it always ends up going there. But it does impact so much of our life. Dude, we probably did talk about this. I feel like it's a Maybe, rehash I conversation. Think this has been like one of my one of my cross to bears over the last few weeks because yeah. I've never been a small talk guy. Sure. And it's like with certain people, like if I know there's depth to our relationship, like yeah, like let's talk about the weather. Yeah. But there's when it's people where it's like I don't know you and it's obvious Dang. that we're gonna go straight to the weather. Right. So I'm like. What are we doing here? Well, I can't remember if that was us that talked about it. It may have been, and I the reason that I've concluded that I like talking about it is because uh-huh. it gives me an opportunity to pivot towards something a little bit more. Like yeah. the the weather impacts my decision about how I'm going to spend my time. Sure. So I'll bring up in almost every conversation, pickleball wiggles its way in there. Did you play last night? Of course I did. Midnight it was cold pickle last baby. Night. It was cold, and I did not want to go. Uh, <laughs> and yet, thing. like the commitment, you yeah. know, to say midnight pickle, yeah. you know, having people come, it pushed me to to show up. And honestly, it was worth it. Like I yeah. I, I showed up bundled up in nice <laughs> clothes, and then stripped them off as I heated as up. You, you know, heat up a little bit. Yeah, I was playing. You play a Heller. Uh, yeah, every Tuesday. I was PBing at Picker Pickle. I was PBing at Heller. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I was PBing at Heller. There it is. Last Thursday. Nice. Just playing. Sun goes down. Yeah. It was not too cold at this point. Right. Some idiot kid There's turns of off them. the lights. Oh, uh, hitting the bottom button. Friends no. Playing the basketball, so he's like, I'll mess with my friends. But then the lights take like 20 minutes yep. to turn back on. Did you wait? No, because we had already played for a while, so yeah. it was the weird one. It's like, how oh, do we wait for 20 minutes to yeah. finish what was probably going to be our last game? But it was like all four courts of pickleballers were just kind of like, for real? Yeah, that was really funny, kid. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. If it's an honest mistake, it's your first time there, there's grace. Because it's one button turns it on yeah. and keeps it live, and one turns it off. Yeah. And if you have no idea... Yeah. I don't know. Ask for help. Like, yeah. what button should I hit? Exactly. But for no. that kid, he was being intentional. He knew. And he, he did it. And he ran away after. And I was like, oh man. And then he got Just chased a by a bunch of pickleballers. <laughs> Just a bunch of pickleballers from ah! their paddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's nah, up. That's pretty good. But this last weekend, I did go camping with some friends. And it was oh, yeah. awesome, dude. Went up to Northwest Arkansas. Beautiful. Um, it was really chilly. Got down to 29 degrees the first night, and oh, then the cold. second night it, it warmed back up again, which is kind of what we're going through right now. Like today was yeah. pretty chilly, but this weekend is supposed to get back up to like 80. Wait, really? Oh, I didn't. I know told that. you I love talking about the weather, man. Yeah, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, yeah, the, the camping trip was really refreshing. I came back. Yeah, just 
feeling more connected to uh -huh. the world around. I think that pause, that that breath, that you're apart from everything else. Yeah. One night didn't have cell service, the other night did, and we all kind of joked about the fact we kind of enjoy the fact that we do get to keep cell service. Yeah. There's like a part of me that says, no, you can't have it, but I don't know, taking pictures and mm -hmm. talking to other people and even navigating. We just, both of our campsites were not real campsites. They were just, oh, yeah. you rock up. And you found them. One of them took us like 45 minutes to clear some lumber out of the way and wow. we went off roading. And yeah. just the fact of knowing nobody else has camped here, mm -hmm. yeah, it felt real good. That's so, cool. Dude, That's fun cool. trip. Do you like camping or not a camp guy? So I think what I landed on, I used to be a big camper because I went through a hunting phase okay. in like middle school. I didn't know that. That's um, cool. Yeah, I did. So I used to hunt a little bit, not like a crazy amount, but I had. Uh -huh. I had that side of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still have a little bit. It's in uh, there. But I think what I've what I've landed on now is I love the activities that come along with camping until it's time to like sleep sleep on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So then with that point, I'm just like, okay, let's go somewhere that has a nice cabin. We'll do all the camping stuff. Yeah. We'll go on hikes. We'll do fires. We'll do whatever. Like leave your phone inside if you want to. Yeah. But then when it's time to go to bed, I can just go sleep in a bed. I mean, really, you're just looking, you know, for opportunities to just serve yourself, you know, ultimately, you're <laughs> wow, just saying, yeah. I, I want to enjoy, I want the good bits, and then I when it's the ready bits. for me, I just, I want it to feel good and yeah. feel nice, and yeah, ultimately, that's what I want. You know, you, you know what it is, is selfishly, when you camp, you can't take a shower in the morning, and I, Ooh, I'm a, you wake up, you wake you, up, you cleanse the body. Actually, I'm a night shower guy, funny enough, but I have to stick my head in the shower in the morning, because I get bad bed head, uh, but... I don't like camping because I can't cover that bed head. And well, I just care a lot. A little, dude, here's the deal. Just think. camp next to some water, get you a morning dip. Just dunk your head. Uh, I, dude, honestly, it's what we did. And it was well worth. Yeah. Uh, shocks the system, wakes you up, and uh -huh. then you're feeling revitalized. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Well, hey. I, get, I think we talked so much, we talked right through your transition. Oh, geez, I thought I had it. It was clean. I know. They've read uh, the title. They I was going to say, doing. it's like they've already read the title at this point. So, yeah, self-serving or... Oh, I can go by a lot of different things, being vain, self-serving, um, attention-seeking. Attention yeah, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, so I think let's start out just kind of maybe clearly defining or coming up with examples of uh -huh. um, current applications. What does it look like to serve yourself? Right. Um, I mean, honestly, the first thing for me, this comes up a lot. Uh -huh. So I teach uh, that career life development class. Right. And, I have a lot of different students that are going into different fields. One of the most common is esthetician, nail tech, uh, a lot of things that, I didn't know that. have to do with, um, you know, kind of like treat yourself days. I treat yourself. Yeah, that's what's up. I was just watching PNR before I came nice. over Nice, <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and so there are times where I've, I even mentioned it today where I'm like, I have to bite my tongue because I do think there is a place of caring for yourself and loving yourself in an effort to love other people really well. Sure. Um, but when I when there's a hyper focus on that, like mm. all consuming, all about me, that's where I think it's it's kind of dangerous. And so, yeah, us trying to maybe figure out where that line is today, mm. I think would be a, a fun direction for conversation. Yeah, I feel like it's tricky because the self-love or the self-care stuff is like massive nowadays. Totally. Like, it's, like with non-believers especially, but I feel like even like in the bounds of like people who would call themselves believers, sure. like the, the self-care, self-love thing seems to be more and more prevalent. Yeah. For better, for worse. And I kind of go back and forth specifically with people who are believers just because um, I just like, I don't know, I just struggled to see like the self-care stuff. 
Well, I think I, it, I, it comes from a good place. I, I yeah. think. I mean, maybe maybe there's a label that's been slapped over it in, in an effort to be good. Uh-huh. But I think the idea is I want to look out for my emotional health. Yeah. So that way I don't run into burnout, sure. right? And like, if we're talking about emotional from. health, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But if we're just talking about you spending an obscene amount of money to get your nails done every other week, we're talking about something different. Dang, bro, you can't target half the audience. Like, what's what's the flip side? So we've got females. Get your hair cut every other week. Okay, yeah. Elephant in the room. Yeah, you know, getting, whatever it is. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, have you ever done one of those? I've done a nice haircut maybe like three times in my life. Oh, so I do nice haircuts. Okay, I'm actually, it's a thing for yeah, you. No, yeah, 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 it definitely is. So... Yeah, yeah. People, certain people will listen to this and they'll laugh at me because they know, like, if I have if I have a nice fade, here's the deal. If you're a white guy, your fades just don't stay, like, crisp for as long. It's just, like, yeah, how your yeah, hair grows. Yeah, thin hair. Yeah, exactly. So, really, it's, like, every week and a half, two weeks okay. if you want to keep it looking good. Yeah. yeah. And I've, like, I've been that. Like, that's me. Sure. Okay, yeah. good. I, we got to throw it in there. Like, there are real applications for sure. this. I'm so cheap. Yeah. I cut my own hair, or if you, really? you look now, like I don't cut my hair. <laughs> that's where that's the direction we're going right now. And it's not this one's and not cost effectiveness, but yeah, I got some clippers in the house, and I uh-huh. like to uh, it keep it clean uh, historically, and even uh-huh. you know clean up some of the roommates and whatnot. But um, I do like I remember looking back to those nice haircut times where uh, I just leave feeling kind of refreshed uh-huh. um i even if they do the extra things like little wax peel on your hands oh, or yeah, give you a beverage to enjoy like yeah it's kind of nice to get uh-huh. taken care of sure um but yeah there's there's there is definitely a, a big part of our culture that embraces this idea of hedonism and just self-pleasure yeah. let me you know soak up what i can really just so i can feel good yeah, and I think that's the distinguishing factor is like, okay, what's what's the why behind your yeah. self-care? And if like the why is if a pastor is like, hey, I need to take a sabbatical because I'm burned out and I'm not like leading my church well and shepherding mm-hmm. my flock. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like if that's what we're constantly like, yeah, take like take a sabbatical. Like care for yourself. Yeah. Like restore yourself emotionally. Don't yeah. Burn or, or even before you get to that burnout point, please, recognizing. Yeah, well, like, please do. Because I think, man, and this is where we may get in trouble because I didn't do a ton of research on this, but <laughs> the idea of a sabbatical um, you know, every seven years, uh-huh. like it being something that's built into your calendar uh-huh. of saying, I need to take a break from the day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had his sabbatical this last year and he kind of transitioned in his job. And there, there's a little bit of tension in the conversation that I had with him. Cause it was like, what are you going to do with your sabbatical? Cause the man kept working. Mm-hmm. Like he likes to write, he likes to read sure. and he likes to teach. So those are all things that still maintained even amidst his sabbatical right. towards the end he did go on a camping trip took the little doggo yeah. and you know i think that's good like that recharge is necessary um because if we are just this machine that just keeps pushing like there's gonna be right. a, a faulty break uh, that's gonna happen sure. so yeah um, and it feels, so it feels like if if your self-care is so that you can effectively do your job and like love people well whatever whatever bounds that yeah. looks like I, that's great but it feels like that's not the majority of like what the self-care conversations are. Yeah, I it agree. It feels like the majority of the self-care conversations is just like, oh, so I can live my best life. Or just really so I can be happy and get the things that I want. Yeah. If, if we're calling it like what it is most of the time. Okay, so self-care and, and the stuff we're talking about, I feel like is one component in the broader conversation yeah. of... Uh, you know, just being self-seeking yeah. or elevating, maybe even pride, you know, gets sure. itself in this conversation. Um, so what's maybe another part that you've 
uh, kind of thought about in preparation for this pod? Yeah, so uh, I think the need for attention okay. is a big one. So yeah. something I was thinking about, actually one of my roommates showed me this photo that he had saw on his Instagram feed from somebody. I don't know this person, but their caption, it was a picture of them, and the caption, it said something along the lines of like, I know looks aren't everything, but I brought them just in case. Okay. And I read that and I was kind of like, huh, what just like a, a bold statement yeah. to make about yourself right. being attractive. But what I was even more surprised by is he showed me the post. There's like 90 comments Ooh. affirming. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like you look great or whatever. Or whatever the sure. Things. I didn't read them closely. Yeah. But I was like, does that not just feel like a little bit of a statement that says, hey, give me attention? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, yeah. when I read it, that's when I was like, oh, you're just asking for attention is what you're doing. Well, I think, yeah, again, like the, the core component there, like why, we go back to the why, uh -huh. like why is this um, prevalent in today and social media, it's the place that you found it and honestly the place where this is most prevalent. Most prevalent. Yeah. Um, it, it does just come down to a question of identity. Yeah. You know, and what what is my value? Uh -huh. and. What what are social approval indicators? Right. Except for you know likes on a photo or comments that kind of mm -hmm. you know gas you up a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. And even like with those, I I think I I kind of explore um, goals in the past. Like if you look at my Instagram now, I don't know. I still waste time on Instagram. I gone through cycles where I'll delete it and whatnot, yeah. but. I suck at posting. Maybe I'll post stories, but just not like, sure. you know, physical thing. I have no idea really why. Uh -huh. I haven't psychoanalyzed it. Uh, but I do remember a time, probably college more than any other time in my life, where it really mattered. And I'd like sit there and think about what's right. a witty caption, what's I the, used to the do best that so way. Much. Yeah. I, I would think so I would think so much. Well, because I, like, I want people to think that I'm funny. You wanna like <laughs> it's perception management. Right. I want people to perceive me a certain way. Yeah. I need to keep up my my like humor my aesthetic sure. or whatever you want to call yeah. it it is it's like oh i've done funny captions people like those yeah so now i feel this pressure well, I gotta to keep, keep it up. up my persona yeah. of what it is what is that like it's uh, imposter syndrome uh but for yourself yeah you know, it's like a, a caricature of yourself that you've kind of created and now you have to keep up with uh -huh. um and yeah it's a it's a core identity kind of question and um yeah, I think the the way that we end up combating that, I mean, it has to come from Scripture. We have to right. have that foundation of truth. Um, so maybe, yeah, what were some some of the verses that you found that identified maybe the the fallacy of uh, uh -huh. just loving self or caring for self or yeah, self serving? For sure, I think there's a few in Galatians. Did you read anything in Galatians at all? I had I had a couple. Okay, yeah. So uh, I think even at the beginning, Galatians one. Yeah, yeah, like the first part of Galatians one, which I've actually been. Uh, sitting in a little bit recently, and I'll, just, okay. I'll read the first few verses yeah. real quick, starting in 6. Um, it just says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, not that there is another one, but that there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed." As we have said before, so now I say to you again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. And then the statement that I think kind of factors in is, for am I now seeking the approval mm -hmm. of man or of God, 
or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Yeah. Um, so I think in that, obviously that last verse is indicative, and I think it's so important that we read it in the context of like what's what's being taught. Um, I think we just see like pretty clearly, like you can't serve the Lord well if you're interested in serving yourself well. And that even just makes me man, be curious of, of just be, okay, like what is the gospel that was being taught that was contrary to the gospel that... Um, you know, was originally preached to them that he's calling them back to. Like, is it a self-serving gospel? Mm. Like, is it some of the stuff we see now? Like, I wonder if there's any similarities to what we see nowadays where it's um, the gospel in the sense of like, the gospel of getting me the things that I want under like the umbrella of Christianity or like me living my best life. Yeah, I I even try to think about my elementary understanding of uh, the gospel and you know maybe when i was in middle school and just thinking like okay the purpose or the reason why i interface or believe in god or accepted jesus christ in my heart right. was just so i can get into heaven right and that you know like if we keep it limited to that understanding of okay well if i say the magic words or sure. do the good actions then i get you know eternal bliss yeah, and i get to get be out of jail free card right um, and I think that may, that would be where I would kind of go down that line and start to think, okay, maybe there was that same, mm-hmm. you know, similar concept of a gospel of, you know, Jesus does connect us to this eternal life. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is just for, for us to gain. It is the gift that we receive. And then we're kind of cut off at that point. Right. That's, that's kind of where my mind goes. Like, were you thinking, uh, something a little bit different? Were you kind of, yeah. So I think. Well, then I was going to follow up. So later in Galatians 2, in 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm -hmm. So the identity statement is not me and the things that I've done. Right. The identity statement is like, man, I'm living my life for God who's given his life for me. So the identity that they have is, is not self-seeking in any way it's not building them up or in any way even like profitable for them and maybe even the most comfortable like their identity is found like in the, in the son of god who gave his life for them and it's even makes a distinction like hey your old life is like no longer yours and i think that's the thing that makes me question some of this self-care stuff it's like okay <laughs> if like we die to ourselves if we pick up our cross um and we're supposed to to take up this new mantle of like sinners who need man, the grace of Jesus, um, on our life. It's like, okay, how, how can we still find ways to self-serve? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, that, that lens, man, it is so important. That's really good. I, uh, yeah, I can definitely use some work on like reframing my perspective on, yeah, motivation for why I do some things. Um, like I do want to, I know a, a part of me that I want to continue to refine, because by default, I, kn- I know that my words can be very cutting like yeah. to other people. For and sure. uh, I know that they can also be really encouraging like because I want to be very precise with the words that I use. Yeah. Um, and so even then, there, there is like this kind of part of me that floats around. Like, do I just want to be Mr. Nice, encouraging guy mm-hmm. so that way people will just like me? Yeah. And, and maybe even that they'll come seek me out for solid advice and then I can feel good about fixing oh, their problem. Man, I love to be the fixer. It's yeah. so bad. Like for sure that that's something like it. And, you know, even even if we look at that, we could say like that's not all that like yeah. to, to, to utilize wisdom and provide it uh, to give sound judgment whenever we've yeah. gone back to the scripture. But I think that, yeah, like actual practical challenge for me would would be to 
always give that kind of credit back to God mm -hmm. uh, or, or try to remind myself, you know, like, really, Nathan, it's not you. It's not, um, you know, whatever perspective that you're offering or whatever encouragement that you're giving. Even if, you know, you said the words, mm -hmm. like giving credit back to God or, right. or practicing gratitude. God, thank you for that word. Like that was so yeah. good. That is something. Even, even just like in your heart. Like, yeah. What is your heart posture as you're, yeah. as you're saying those things? And someone's like, man, Nate, like I just, thanks for so much for being there for me, man. It's yeah. so easy to just take that in the moment. Hey, be like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I did do that. I, I did. I yeah. I, for me, like the challenge is still, it almost feels like cheap or like falsely humble mm. to just like write off and be like, no, 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 no. You know, like that, that's all from God. Like, that's yeah. not me. So like I, and I want to be genuine in my, you know, offering back yeah, to God. I think it's bad to say thank you. Yeah. Or like you're welcome or something. Yeah. Like that's that. good. Yeah. Kind of so something, something old Todd P the Todd father said once nice is cause I used to say that to him cause he's just very encouraging. So it encouraged right. me all the time. He was like, Micah, you know, my favorite compliment is when someone tells me that my son is doing great at something. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's so he's good. Like, yeah. When someone compliments my son, he doesn't need to be like, oh, like my dad taught me everything I knew. Like I, I, I receive like glory from him just like someone else recognizing that something that like he's gifted in. That's so cool. And I was like, huh, it's an interesting I'm not a dad yet, so we definitely need those yeah. Todd father perspectives. Uh -huh. uh, God, I love Todd. Yeah. Shout out to Todd. We love you. Shout out to Todd. I don't think he's ever listened to this. We're, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we still love yeah. him, right? But I think I like what you're, you're talking about in the sense of like, um, it can be really easy to enjoy the things that like give you a good persona. And I've always like pretty naturally been like pretty black and white about things. And I'm like pretty upfront. I'm like, I'm willing to have conflict resolution, like have confrontations yeah. and like, I mean, willing with, with my friends or like people that I have kind of managed in the past to be like, to have, be quick to have conversations that like teach that call them out on their stuff. And I think for a lot of times I shied away from that because especially like in leadership, I just wanted to be the liked leader. Sure. Um, yep. And I, like my mantle as a, as a leader in whatever position that was like, my mantle is not to be liked. Like my mantle is to be like <laughs> obedient to what scripture calls me to be. And like, as, as I've taken this role, that's supposed to be discipleship. That's supposed to be like helping people figure out man their dross in their life, their impurities and to call that out on them. Like I can't do that effectively unless I'm willing to be obedient. So like in first Corinthians five, when it talks about like, Hey, if people are bearing the name of, of Jesus Christ, but they're doing like, if they're drunk, they're sexually immoral, they're doing all these different things. You're not even supposed to associate with it. Yeah. But it's just like, Oh, we don't like that because that would, that would involve people not liking us. Right. I, uh, you reminded me of a Michael Scott quote. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so we, we had Parks and Rec going on, so we're yeah. back to the office now. But, um, you know, he's talking about his leadership style uh -huh. and, you know, people getting fired. And uh -huh. then the question is like, you know, would I rather have people love me or fear me? Oh. And he says, I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Yeah, <laughs> and like that, I, to a T, is just saying like, yes, we, we Michael Scott, uh, people in, in positions of leadership, Ideally, we want to have people that do love us uh -huh. uh, and, you know, an easier way for, to make sure they love us is for us not to get into that refinement area. Mm -hmm. And like if they kind of screw up or something, we just say, yeah, that's OK. Like, I'll fix it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. If you want something done right, do it yourself. Right. But like the harder choice to make as a person in a position of leadership is to walk alongside and guide and then, you know, it will take longer for the mm -hmm. task to get accomplished, but training up that other person or being willing to have those difficult conversations where you identify that key component that that right. person keeps tripping up on. 
That sucks, man. That's it's like tough. it's it's hard uh, and it's not fun. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but is it bad? No, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Like that is that is life giving. That is loving. And I think that can be the the battle that we have too is deciding like, oh, is this is it loving? Is it more loving for me to allow this person to continue that, walking yeah, down this right path there. of that's destruction, good. or is it more loving for me to offer? A perspective, uh, uh, you know, that where I'm sharpening. Yeah, that maybe that maybe challenges a little bit. Yeah, and it's, I, I think it's so easy that like this is why people love to surround themselves by just their own echo chambers of just people yeah. that are just telling them that they're yes, doing great man. all the time. Yeah, because it just requires no like self sacrifice. It, it requires no accountability. It requires yeah. none of this. And I think a lot of that comes from just a desire again to like self serve and just want to be around people who tell you you're doing great all the time. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know about, I won't speak for you, but I know my, the friends I'm closest with, the mentors that I have that have invested in me the most are the ones that are willing to, to have difficult conversations with me. Um, man, like our, my boss out of, out of the fold for you, like Ron has said many things to me where he's like, Hey, um, I don't like how you led that. I wanted, I want you to do this differently. And I, in the moment I'm like, Oh, that, Dang, that's tough. that sucks. Yeah. Right. Um, but on the other side of that, like, man, it so well equipped me for, for continuing to lead there over years and years. I'm just like, man, like that, like I don't learn unless someone tells me that I'm doing something wrong. Totally. It feels like a lot of people aren't willing to, to say that. You might not even be aware of that thing. You probably weren't. You might have yeah. walked away from whatever that encounter was that you led. And you're like, dude, I freaking crushed that. That was Maybe. awesome. And then to have somebody else like, hey, that wasn't. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like the, you're, you're, you're leaving feeling really good because mm -hmm. people are smiling and they patted you on the back. But yeah, well, let's tweak some things here because uh, we really want to get at the heart of the issue. Dude, yes. Uh, I love having those people in my life. Yeah. And I also dread it whenever that conversation yeah. happened. And it's like, oh, man. It's, it's so necessary. Yeah. It's, I know my pastor of City Church, Pastor Maddo, has said something once. It's like a peacemaker isn't someone who just like wants everybody to be happy all the time. Like to be a peacemaker, you have to be willing to address the things that are bringing a false sense of peace. Ooh. So if you're going to call yourself a peacemaker, it doesn't mean you just sit along and like get along well with everybody. Hey, it's nice. Yeah. If you're a peacemaker, you got to be able to dig get some in there. stuff up and yeah. like sift through the uncomfortability and the difficult conversations. Yeah. You can't be a peacemaker if you're a self-server. <laughs> like, I just don't think you can be. Dang, that's good. Uh, I, I have a couple of different ones. Yeah. Uh, James had a few that, that fired off. Um, and, and the conversation of humility mm. is like a, a common thread. And I think that that's the the necessary component because we're talking about pride ultimately yeah. uh, when we're seeing about attention seeking or self-serving yeah it's like it's about me which is elevating yeah. and humility is saying no 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 let me subvert that um so both of these are from james 4 and there's a little gap just james 4 6 and then james 4 10 6 says uh but he gives us more grace that is why scripture says god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble mm. um and i just think you know like the the picture of grace is like an undeserved um, you know, bypass that says like, uh, it's, it's not earned. It's nothing else. But when, when I approach something with an attitude of humility, right. um, that's where I'm kind of given that, that pass to say, Hey, God, I, I'm trying to be obedient. I'm doing the things that, uh, you've called me to do. And I'm, I'm not looking for that position, uh, on top where I'm going to be glorified. And, that's good. Like I'm with it. Uh, it follows up quickly with 10. It says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Mm -hmm. So kind of this like inverse principle of the kingdom. Like we've talked right. uh, at Shepherd's Fold just about trading up. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I, I'll turn, um, you know, what is wood to stone and stone into these precious metals, essentially. Um, and I say like, God, let me let me humble myself. And in that humility of me bowing down 
is where I get elevated. Um, and it, it's countercultural. Yeah, it's, it's so. It's a it's opposite of the way that we think that we need to mm -hmm. operate. Sure. But I think about like again, just those you know likes or any approval indicators where people walk away feeling mm -hmm. good. It's hollow at so at the hollow. end of it. And and if I don't want that hollowness. If I've seen, you know, the evidence of ch chasing the likes or chasing uh, me having a cool story and other people being like, oh, that's really amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Then I've got to do like the inverse. I have to look for opportunities to practice humility. Uh, even like a practical application that I thought about um, today, like it, I didn't even execute on this, but this conversation is compelling to where I think I'm going to end up you know, okay. doing this. Cool. Have a friend who's going on a mission trip, yeah. and then uh, I was, you know, donating some money and figuring out like how to make that happen, and even talking about it. Maybe it's defeating the whole purpose of what I'm about to talk about. But I think it's practical. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a a button to click for it to be anonymous. Mm. You know, like the donation. Yeah. And I left like a little note and stuff, and I was like, I'm not gonna check that button. Like, I want them to know that it came from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And like, even in that moment where, uh, like. To, to donate money to something that is going to further the kingdom of God, right. I don't think that this is like a hard, fast rule or you always have to make it anonymous, yeah, right? Thing. But here in the moment, like now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're talking about it, absolutely that's what I need to do yeah. um, to, to select that because there is some kind of gain that I'm looking for right. in me supplying this money to this friend, to this person. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yeah, like looking for those opportunities where I can exercise that humility uh, to where I won't necessarily be like lifted up by, you know, the encouragement of the friend who feels supported, but just saying like, God, yeah, I want to practice obedience mm -hmm. in, in furthering your kingdom and not looking for opportunities to glorify myself. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a tough, that makes me think, man, just, you know what something is that I just, I really have a hard time with? What? Is videos where people are, They'll video themselves. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. giving money to, to the homeless, to like a homeless or something. Person yeah, or something like that. And that is just like so difficult for me to not get like frustrated at. Yeah, it's just to me, it's like so clear in scripture. Like when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Yeah, but like, here we are, Philippians. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then here we are, like videoing ourselves giving. Yeah. Also, that we can in that help our perception management. Oof. It's just like. Stuff like that, I just have a really difficult time with. I I was a hundred percent with you, and now I'm ninety percent with you. Okay. I know that it's a really, it's clearly evident in scripture. Yeah. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Okay, I've got it. And yes, there is definitely positive benefit that that individual would be gaining by sure. by doing that. I think there's like one individual where I'm on board with him. Who is it? His name is Jimmy Darts. I don't know who that is. Okay. He's a believer, okay, um, and I haven't heard him talk about this like explicitly, like the right. challenge of, you know, how how do you, you know, say that this is okay, or how do you think that there's actual value in this? But my my thought is like the genuine expression. This guy ends up like praying with people. He gives them hugs, and I know that all of that could still be done yeah. while still, you know, self seeking and sure. whatever. But I do think that there's an opportunity to impact more people. And I know that the gospel isn't this effectiveness train where Jesus is always going to be the most effective. Like if we look in scripture, most of the time when he's performing miracles, mm -hmm. he is uh, pulling the person away from the crowd yeah. and then even le leaves instruction like, tell no one of this. Mm -hmm. So Jesus isn't all about, yeah, let's make sure we get the numbers up there. However, uh, I know that 
people like to jump on board with this expression yeah, it could, it could of be like altruism. Sort. Yeah. So it's like, okay. It, and it, even like practically financially, there may be an individual that Jimmy interfaces with who's mm -hmm. homeless. And then there's a bunch of people who watch online and then they want to donate yeah. money. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm with you, but I do have like a little bit of a dang, I kind of get it. Like there, there's, there is good that can maybe come out of yeah, this. And it's, it's so difficult. <laughs> like, I can't make a sweeping statement because like, I don't know every single person sure. who does this. Home. Yeah. But I do take in a sense, I've watched some videos and I can tell your heart is not in, in any way to care about hundred percent. Like yep. you're, you're, your heart in this is to get people to look at how to look at how good you are. are. Yeah. Oh man, there's like there's a kid in Tulsa who wrote a book about giving right now, and he does videos like this all the time. And I just like you cringe. Like cringe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you even know what I think about, dude. I think celebrity culture is so big. It's people like people love celebrities. I think like the majority of celebrities are like actually so so insecure. Yeah. And so self serving. Um, like even, okay, I'll get like LeBron, like I don't have a problem with LeBron. I've been faithful to his wife. He has sons, like he's got a, a nuclear family that's still the other great respect it. He is so attention seeking. It's crazy. Like even if he's at a concert, he'll have to find his way on stage. If it's like something little, like his son's playing basketball, he has to jump in the layup lines. Like people like Drake, people love Drake. I'm not a big Drake guy. Oh my gosh, that has got to be the most insecure dude I've ever seen in my life because it's all about him all the time. I was like, man, and this is the example, and and we as consumers are the ones that are empowering them and empowering their insecurity. And yeah. It's just like, oh man, like, and then at one point I wonder if that rubs us on rubs off on us to like desire that same lifestyle sure. and that same that same magnitude of influence or, or perception. I mean, yeah, I I think like if your identity is not rooted. In the creator of the universe and Imago Dei that were made mm -hmm. in the image of God, that makes sense to me. Yeah, like it, it makes sense to me that that would be your response and that you know that feeling that you kind of get supercharged with of yeah. the approval of others, it tracks. Like it makes sense. Yeah, like sinners should sin. Yeah, like that's said, like why would uh, they not? Yeah, and so yeah, if, if that's our examples, if those are our idols that mm -hmm. we're looking up to. Um, yeah, it would make sense that we would model that behavior or, ha or have that behavior modeled for us that we'd want to yeah. practice on. A very different one. I know we're going along on time, but listen, hey, listen, a whole celebrity pastor thing. Like, I wonder at what point does yeah. that give people a romanticized view of ministry? We got a lot of people running around that want to be pastors because they follow all the cool pastors on Instagram. Yeah, and and yeah, sneakers, preachers and sneakers, preachers and, and sneakers. And, I was just like, I wonder at what point mm. we have a lot of people running around wanting to be pastors because they're the ones that want to be preached. They want to get the amens from the audience. I even think that with some of those celebrity pastors, they they have a a, a good perspective where they're actively trying to combat. Yeah, what. Like what is happening, and I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if the solution is to not have a you know a platform on social media to where you're, you're you've removed that yeah. opportunity for people, or if you're continually reminding like, hey, don't look to me, look to God. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, what a what a difficult, unique, and foreign concept. This isn't something that's been around oh, wow. for over a hundred years, mm -hmm. right? Um, and yeah, we as humans do a great job at identifying. Or or claiming false gods, maybe without identification. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a tough. Yeah. Tough and again, not a sweeping statement. I don't think sure. to have a following on Instagram is bad. I don't think to be a, a, a preacher who has like a good social media influence is bad. Again, it's just like, what's it all about? Yeah. 
that and that, yeah i could crack open a lot <laughs> yeah. there but like that's a good also one thing we did note at all what's up we have to note before we end it's thunder game day oh Season baby I did, I, did see, I did see you comment uh or, or share on, <laughs> I on the ig yeah, yeah, yeah. this video today you'll have to watch it okay uh, but it made me want to run through a wall and I commented, I'm ready to run through the wall. <laughs> so I hate Thunder Game Day. Uh, any other any other notes for the people? Camping recommendations? <sighs> notes for the people. Music recs? Uh, I will say, oh my gosh, this is just a really good, like maybe a shout out opportunity yeah. for one of my roommates. Um, I was challenged this past weekend by, like I was getting a little frustrated in the backseat because we're looking for a campsite mm -hmm. and there is uh, nothing, nothing to be found nearby. And I'm getting a little bit more frustrated as I'm scanning on the map, and I feel like one of my roommates up front isn't doing anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm not asking him actively, like, hey. I feel like I saw like, one of your stories. I'm trying to remember who was in the front. Uh, you know, he'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe he is doing something up there, but right. I'm just feeling like not doing anything. I think scrolling around on Instagram, and we check one more of our campsites. Yeah. We've looked at like eight and uh, at this point, and all of them look phenomenal on mm -hmm. satellite, but then as you approach, there's a sign that just says strictly no camping. So I'm just like, every time that we drive to one of them, the sun is starting to set. We have some yeah. other friends who are gonna be joining us. Like pressure is mounting mm -hmm. and I'm getting this feeling inside of me. And after we checked that like eighth one, then this roommate, you know, he just says, let's just pray. And then he prays that we would find a spot. And honestly, like it sucked all the wind out of me and all that like frustration that I was building. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, like why? Why is that not my first response? Mm -hmm. um, and then we ended up finding, you know, a campsite. It's and funny how that works. It, like it totally felt like in the Bible, like Martha and Mary, mm -hmm. you know, kind of this thing. Like I'm working, I'm, you know, I'm doing mm -hmm. the yeah, thing, and then the she just said, you know, at the feet of Jesus on Instagram, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> like ultimately, yes, that that response of God, you've got this. Like you know, it's not all in my power. So it was a great reminder of, um, you know, who we serve and a good opportunity for me to grow. So yeah, that's good. just wanted to recognize Yeah, well, maybe we'll hear it in like three weeks. When Whatever this one we end up catching up. Oh my gosh, so, so true. Cool. All right, well, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Love y'all. Peace and blessings. Take it easy, y'all. Woo!